0: Hello, and welcome to ASMR de Juego. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. We appreciate the support of all of our followers. If you would like to support this podcast directly, please look for our PayPal link, in the episode description.
1: Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah. The crows are out scavenging in my yard this morning. hmm You might be able to hear them. There they go. Different birds, so beautiful. Now that's not a crow, but they're very wound up today because there's lots and lots of food available for all of them. Mm-hmm. It's June. The food is plentiful here. We have a, a bunch of cherries. With pits and anytime you buy a bunch of grapes or cherries there's always about four or five that are smushed or mashed or starting to turn or rot or just not looking that good to eat so my family bought three or four big bunches of red cherries with stems and pits, and when they were done digging through and washing all of them off, they had a pretty good size cereal bowl full of throwaway cherries, and I said, oh, you've got to put those out for the birds. They'll all go for them, because they put dried cherries in the suet, so I know different types of birds that eat That kind of material will definitely go for the cherries. And I saw some big black crows going for those cherries this morning. What caught my eye was I saw a county sheriff going by my house. They were just cutting through. They might live there. I don't know. They were cutting up the street you know through my neighborhood don't usually see them and uh then i saw this big black shape and the county sheriff's cars are black and i thought oh my gosh that's not a county sheriff on my porch <laughs> and i was having a real quick meal before i went to bed in the morning I eat real light in the morning sometimes, you know, because I have a growly belly, you know, and I gotta eat a little something, or I'll just just be hungry all morning. And I looked out the window and spooked these two beautiful crows. And they flew down in my yard and they had been eating the cherries. I don't know if they like the pits, but I know they like the, the fruit. Well, I think. I don't know. Maybe they like the pits. It was really nice to see them. I am probably a weird person. Because I think ravens and vultures and buzzards and crows, they're carrion eaters. But they serve such a purpose in society. You know, the hawks and falcons and owls and eagles serve a purpose. They they hunt and they, they really, you know, keep down the rodent population and uh, really keep things from being a nuisance animal. And the crows and the vultures and the buzzards of our... They help eat all the dead carrion that needs cleaned up on the sides of the roads and out in nature. And that really helps because that stuff can really stink and really create a lot of bacteria and parasites and all kinds of nasty bugs and maggots and every other thing. And they're very good at cleaning it up and it helps it really does I really believe that you know you have your niche in society and maybe we're starting to discover ours and that is we need to start appreciating or remembering to repeat to appreciate nature around us and how beautiful and diverse and interesting it is and you how something is a, you know, plain old black crow can have such beautiful coloring when the sun hits it. And how starkly beautiful they are. And how intelligent they are. And you know, they, they talk. I don't care what anybody says. They talk to each other, they yak away. <laughs> I find them so fascinating. You know, what's really funny is on TV shows, I get a lot of, really get a lot of trouble for this. I'll see a raven on a TV show and then sometimes they'll have ravens and crows mixed together and I can tell the difference and I get all worked up and I go, that's a raven. And that scene right there is a raven, like a close-up. And then they have, like, a medium shot or a long shot of the scene. And they have, like, three crows that, you know, are trained. And they put food down. And the crows are sitting there. And uh, the close-up, like, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. And they bring the camera in and that trained animal. And they take a nice picture of a big, you know, thick, coated, you know, puffy uh, raven. And I go, well, that's a raven. And then, uh, you know, uh, they uh, do the, the long shot and it's crows. And I'm like, it must be expensive to train ravens because they only have one. But they've got three crows in the scene, you know. I also think maybe crows might be easier to get them to do things, I don't know if that's true I do not know how to train ravens or crows, now I did know a guy who tried to teach me how to capture a crow you do it in the spring and uh, I I never got the hang of it, but you um, you go out and look for their nests and then you try to get a baby crow and you feed it um, meat hamburger and bugs and stuff And, uh, it'll fixate, um, not fixate. Oh, what's the word? Oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Some story I'm telling, I don't even remember. It's when they identify with you and they think you're their mother. Hmm. But anyway, they'll bond with you and think you're their relative or their, you know, family. And then they're yours basically for life. And they are such a devoted and loving and sweet companion animal. I really don't think people give crows and uh, certain types of parrots credit. These animals are so emotional and so loving and so devoted to people. That, that that are their keepers or, or, you know, companions. And, you know, I see it all the time with these poor um parrots that, you know, the, the, the caretaker died or, you know, they've outlived them because these birds live a long time. And they've lost their caretaker. Maybe they can't keep a bird anymore. And the poor little thing just pulls all its feathers out, and it's just so heartbroken, and it's just so angry at the whole world. And it has no way of, you know, um, justifying what happened to it, and it can't cope, and it's so horrible. And I really think, you know, um, people need to be more responsible pet owners when it comes to things like. You know, crows are great because, you know, they're an animal that's from our area and they're indigenous to the area. So if they get loose or get out there in nature, they're going to be all right. They can forage and feed themselves and pretty much survive and hang out with other crows and make little crow babies and have a nice life. But parrots and parakeets and those exotic birds, they're not from here and you really, I think as a owner, if you really have to have an exotic pet like that, I think you have to be super responsible um, with it. And you should never get one of those animals when you're at a certain, well, you, it depends. Now, if you get an older parrot, do <clears throat> you know it's got X number of years left and you have the same about lifespan. Then I could see that, you know, you picking up an animal like that. But if you get a young parrot and you're already in your 50s and 60s, that poor little animal is going to outlive you. And it's just not going to have the life that it's used to with its next owner. And, you know, you're going to break its heart. And I guess it won't matter because you'll be dead or gone or whatever. But I don't think it's very responsible. I do think with certain animals it's not so bad but it seems like with birds it's it's not the same they just don't respond well oh that's an interesting sound I heard the most interesting sound last night it sounded like a bomb or an artillery shell shooting through the air now, we had the windows open because it's cool in June in Ohio. It's really cool. It's unusually cool. So, we had the windows open and a nice breeze coming in the house. And I was in the opposite side of the house and my wife was in the other side. She was way in the back. And I heard this noise, this long whistle sound, almost like a sci-fi movie. Of like a meteor falling out of the sky or something or or an airplane you know coming down or a missile you know like you know just whistling and then I go what in the world is that and she was in the other side of the house and heard me because it was really quiet she goes, I hear it too and I thought oh here we go UFO time (laughs) But I just love um, All the sounds In nature that you hear And all the sounds you hear In the spring and summer It just seems like Where I live at least in Ohio Comes to life In the spring and summer And You know there's just More deer running around And rabbits and you know you've got every day you go out in your yard and there's rabbits and we have we have black and gray squirrels in our yard because we have um a couple of trees i have one in my yard and then the neighbors have one and they just and we have a maple in the back and uh, another tree that's really good for them i think they like the tulip tree in our backyard too and uh, The squirrels just love that, you know, an oak tree. And we were giving them peanuts for a while. Now, these were unsalted and uncooked raw peanuts. So, these are raw peanuts that they would get in nature. There's nothing processed about them. No salt, you know or any preservatives or sprays or anything. They're just raw peanuts. And we had a actual squirrel feeder. <laughs> I did not know they made something like this, but of course we got to feed the squirrels cuz we're feeding the birds and squirrels are cute even though they're rats with uh you know big fluffy tails on them, but whatever. So we're going to feed everybody now. Okay, we got a hummingbird feeder. For the hummingbirds, we've got a bird bath that the squirrels drink out of. We've got uh, bird feeders, and we've got suet, seed and suet, so everybody's covered. And then, uh, of course, we've got to have a squirrel feeder, and you put a cob on it, you know, nice hard dried corn on it, and you put peanuts in it. And she's like, those squirrels, they love it. They took all the peanuts. I'm like, yeah, I bet they did. So, I need to film them doing this because it's hilarious. Yeah, they, they love the peanuts. They love them so much. They take them one at a time and they run around in the yard and they bury them. That's right. They find a little patch in the dirt and they dig a little tiny hole and they stick the peanut in the hole so all these peanuts that you felt you had to feed the squirrels and you thought they were so happy eating them they're hidden and buried all over our front yard so I don't know if that's exactly what we were hoping to accomplish I think my family was hoping to feed all the squirrels in the neighborhood in the Tri-County area with this huge, you know, five-pound bag of peanuts, but I think at the end of the day, they're uh, we're in the peanut farming business, because now we're going to have peanuts growing in our, our front yard, because peanuts do grow like, you know, potatoes. You plant them there gonna come up. (laughs) I think the squirrels, maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's how they spread oak trees. You know, they dig little holes all over the place and they plant the acorns all over uh, for to hide the food. And they come back in later and get them and they don't remember every single one. So eventually they start growing trees all over just like birds. Eat fruits and uh, seeds, and they can't break every shell of every seed, so they end up swallowing the seed, and then it passes through them. And then they drop the seed when they go to the bathroom, and that seed hits the ground. And you have, you know, seeds and plants spreading themselves all over the place. So it's kind of interesting. You know, that animals kind of work magic and spread uh, life around the planet, you know, in their own way. It's kind of neat. And they all have a purpose, you know. Your silly little squirrels are out there doing something besides looking cute and falling out of trees. And I, I, I read this somewhere. No matter how high a squirrel falls, it cannot die from the fall. They immediately turn and pick out a spot to land, or they have the innate ability to know, basically, I'm going to land there. They pick a spot, and they spread their bodies out, and they push their tail out, and it acts like a parachute, and their body breaks the... Air and they don't weigh a lot and they just float right down and land, and then they just don't build up enough velocity to get hurt from a fall. So I looked it up and I thought, this is bull crap. You know, you read it and you think this is some weird trivia somebody just wrote down, but no, it's true. Squirrels cannot die from a fall, at least. That's what they say. I don't know. Maybe I am wrong, but I believe I am right from everything I've read. And uh, <clears throat> I just think they're all neat little animals. So let's see. I've got hummingbirds. And uh, that's there's nothing like a hummingbird zipping by your head. And you think it's a bumblebee. Those suckers are something else. And uh, so we've got hummingbirds... We've got bluebirds, we've got, you know, bluebirds, little songbirds, and then we've got the blue jays, and tons of Ohio cardinals. And it's always cool to see the cardinals because the boys are red, and the girls are really, they've got a little red in them, but they're like a beautiful brown, and they're just gorgeous. I, I know everybody likes the red cardinals, but the females are absolutely gorgeously col- colored. And mimic nature around them. They're just so beautiful. And they're just an absolute beautiful bird. And one of my favorite birds is woodpeckers. We have several breeds of... um, Breeds, species of... Breeds, species of woodpecker in Ohio. And they seem to love my house. Because I have suet... And they love that whatever grows on oak trees, they love to eat, <laughs> bug-wise, I guess. Because they're always rutting that tree up, getting something out of it. I don't know if there's grubs or uh, larva or what, but uh, woodpeckers hit my tree every year, and uh, they're just so beautiful. And we have several types. I need to get some photos of them. And I don't know why, I just think they're the most beautiful bird. And uh, they're just so interesting, you know? And we've got, this, like I said, the songbirds, the little yellow ones and the blue ones and everything. I don't know what kind they are, but they're just absolutely gorgeous. And it looks like the blue jays are ornery. They don't like anybody. (laughs) So I don't know if that's true or not, but they seem like they're quite a grumpy little bird. And then we have a lot of mourning doves. I've noticed um, in my front yard. We've got at least two couples, and they're another neat little bird. I I think they mate for life, and they just hang out um, like a little married couple and walk around. And they're just the cutest things. And I really, I just really admire them. They're just not afraid of anything. You know, you'll see mourning doves. Just uh, a couple inches, literally, a couple inches from other birds or squirrels. And squirrels could be a little ornery, you know. They can, you know, kind of run around and spook birds and stuff. But not mourning doves. They they just hang out. They don't care, you know. Hey man, peace out. We're just having a little nimble. Me and the old lady, just hanging out eating some seeds, you know, minding their own business, you know, move along. And I, I just think it's funny they out well. They seem like they're not bothered by any other animal, you know. Just kind of cool. But I thought I would just do a nice summer ramble and talk about... um. The silly little nature things that I see in my life on a daily basis, from the squirrels planting peanuts all over my yard, to beautiful morning doves, to the birds of prey that sit up on my fence and check out my dog. Yes, we have these massive, I don't know if they're falcons, I think they are. Mm, They might be hawks. But I think they're falcons. And they're big suckers. And they sit on the fence. And they eye up my little buster dog. (laughs) They want a piece of him. And, uh... I keep thinking, I'll put Jack outside. He'd probably take that bird right down. Oh, he's... What does he mean? He wants to kill a bird. You gotta keep him away from him. And, uh... Poor Little Buster. I don't remember a couple times. It's not a made-up story where a hawk actually was staring at my dogs and the big dog, Patrick Swayze. He was a lab beagle mix. And his fur stood up on his back and he was so wound up and mad. It was hilarious. But he really saw that bird as a threat. And poor little Buster ran behind him like, yeah, you go tell him. <laughs> but then years later, we had a raccoon in our yard. And Swayze was really old by then. He could barely walk and he was really suffering. He couldn't uh, move around like he used to. He took one look at that raccoon and he got that his back all up again, just like when he was a young pup. And he was just barking and growling and puffed all up and angry. Well, Buster returned the favor. He ran right past Swayze because now he's a big boy, now, you know, he's a tough guy. And this raccoon's about the same size as him, but probably not as heavy because raccoons are kind of light, but it was definitely a pretty big raccoon. He ran right up to it, and that raccoon turned, stood up on its back legs, and he just let Buster have it. He's like, hey, tough guy, you want it, you got it. Scratched his nose with his claws and uh, scared the crap out of him, and all the dogs were like, oh, this guy ain't playing. And uh, so we yelled and got him all in the house, got him away from the raccoon, and it ran away. You know, it finally left the yard. And I was thinking, you know, I remember that hawk landed and it was put its wings out and it was all wound up and it was going to take somebody out and little Buster hid, but then he wanted to protect Swayze, you know, that Swayze, being an old, old guy now, he wanted to protect him and he ran out in front to help him against that mean old raccoon and the raccoon got the best of him. (laughs) I just love it. It's really cool. Well, that's about all the stories I have today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I've got a little bit of a summer cold. Allergies are getting the best of me. I have to keep clearing my throat and editing. And it's kind of weird. It comes and goes. But uh, I'm having a wonderful summer. I'm going to the drive-in this weekend. I'm going to see The Flash. In the new Spider-Man um, multiverse uh, movie, so that's gonna be cool. It's kind of cool you have two multiverse time travel movies, one with Spider-Man and one with the Flash. Kind of cool. So that'll be fun, kind of themed weekend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been kind of a strange year. I haven't been to the drive-in at all this uh, summer, spring just because of weather and they really haven't had a good combination of movies you know otherwise I, if I'm going to see one movie I might as well just drive down the street but it's a long drive to the drive-in but it's fun because you get to see two movies for the pr- you know, basically for the price of one so it's worth it if you're going to see two movies but not really if you're going to see one You can just drive right downtown and see a movie closer to home if you're just going to see one. So, but hopefully we'll get to see The Flash and the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. That ought to be cool. And I'm really excited to see that. Well, keep having a good summer. Uh, Try to do the best you can getting along with everybody. And try to find things about nature that you can love. And learn from and, you know, help. Help nature find your place in it and make the best of it, okay? All right. Well, until I see all of you again, please have a most blessed day and uh, take care of yourselves, all right? Okay. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirado de whale. Please take a moment to share, rate and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com/thehardwhale. The theme song Atlantis